0: Hey Zipper friends, my name is Neil and welcome to this, episode 69, of the Get Your Comic On podcast. We're here fortnightly-ish to bring you a slice of film, TV and pop culture goodness from our studio direct to your speakers. Now, after giving him last episode off, uh, I am of course joined by my very own Boy Wonder Martin. Say hello Martin. Hello Martin. And how is Martin today? I've had better days. Moving swiftly on. This week we're going to round up some of the biggest news from across the world of pop culture, including the uh, World Needs Heroes teaser from DC Comics. I want to say a big thank you to everyone that joined us for Catwoman Hunted, so I'm going to talk about that. And then uh, we've got a couple of Star Wars related stories around the world of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Then we're keeping things bright and breezy we just have one review this week which is for the Sony Pictures uh, Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg which is currently in UK cinemas and comes to US cinemas from this week on the 18th of February. So without further ado let's get down to business. Now at the end of last week DC Comics teased us all with a short trailer that was released on their social media channels which exclaimed The world needs heroes. The teaser itself featured uh, four heroes who have theatrical movies releasing this year uh, kind of in, in new shots in front of the DC logo so we had of course The Batman which is due for release in a couple of weeks followed by Black Adam which arrives in summer, then The Flash which is arriving in November and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom which is arriving in December. Now, we all thought this was a cool little teaser, which was just kind of gearing us up for what's to come in 2022. Not forgetting, of course, that we also have the DC League of Super Pets animated movie, which is arriving in, I think, May. And the Batgirl movie, which should be arriving on HBO Max and somehow in the UK at the end of the year. Then, uh, lo and behold, on Friday, we heard rumours that DC were about to drop something in terms of a video We jumped to the conclusion that it was probably going to be a uh, teaser trailer for Black Adam that might air during, say, the Super Bowl, which was happening on Sunday. But no, as it turns out, it was an extended version of this teaser, which was packed with an absolute buttload of footage from each of these movies. So obviously the Batman, we've seen plenty of this footage. There are TV spots around with new footage at the moment, but pretty much everything from the Batman that's in this trailer we have seen before. So nothing too exciting there, other than the fact that it is Batman. There is some... uh, very exciting footage from Black Adam. We kind of, this is really our first footage outside of the clip that was shown at Fandom. So we get to see uh, Black Adam in action a little bit. We see him with his robe. We also see him looking a little bit more disheveled. We get a full look at the costume in action. You can see how, I won't say how stacked the rock looks, but that's just the rock really, isn't it? But you get a much better sense of how he's going to work in action when the film arrives uh, later this year. Perhaps most exciting in this trailer is our first looks at the JSA members in action. Uh, in some cases both in and out of costume. So we get to see the amazing Pierce Brosnan uh, as Doctor Fate slash Kent Nelson. There is a shot of him out of the costume holding the helmet and a shot of him wearing it which looks absolutely epic. We get to see Noah Centino as Al Rothstein, Uh, just a brief shot of him kind of smiling at the camera in his civilian garb. And then as Atom Smasher looking absolutely huge running through a city, potentially, maybe this could be him in Black Adam's home city of Kandak. We also get to see uh, Quintessa Swindle, again both in civilian garb and in costume as Cyclone. And then probably most spectacularly is our first look at Aldis Hodge as he stands majestically as Carter Hall and expands his wings looking absolutely awesome. very 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 cool even though the film is not due until July it has obviously finished shooting for a while now so they've clearly had plenty of time to work on the visual effects and all of them look great absolutely everything here looks spot-on pitch perfect my only possible thing is that it sounds like the rock has his usual voice and I would have expected him to have an accent coming from an Eastern European country albeit um, a fictitious one like Kandak but there we go there is some new footage from the Flash, we get a few shots that were from the uh, trailer that was shown at FanDome but then we get a look at Barry clearly about to head off into a run where he uh, he's looking directly at the camera kind of smiling and some yellow lenses pop down from the the cowl of his mask which looks pretty pretty cool. So. That's an exciting tease for that film for when it arrives and I can't remember the exact date so I'm furiously typing as I'm uh, talking to you right now, trying not to search for The Flash. Uh, 4th of November 2022 when that one arrives. There's not much else, there's a dialogue teaser from Michael Keaton but once again this trailer really teases the fact that we're going to see him but they don't want to reveal it just yet. Last but not least, we get a couple of shots from Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which is due for release in December, 16th of December to be precise. So we get a couple of shots of Jason Momoa in the stealth Aquaman suit. Uh, it ties up with the uh, first look still that we saw last year. It looks like it was probably shot at the same time. It's just him kind of walking around on a what looks like a kind of deserty cliff edge, looking at the, the kind of scenery around him. It doesn't give much away about the story. There's also another shot of him in the classic Aquaman suit sitting on the throne in Atlantis, so nothing major there, a little dialogue tease over the top, but nothing nothing to give away what's going on story-wise there, but still very, very cool. All of which teases the Heroes of 2022. So if you want to check out the World Needs Heroes trailer, head over to our website, which is www.getyourcomicon.co.uk, and you can see that. In other DC news, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who joined in our Catwoman-Hunted watch-along last week. So if you listened to our last podcast where we were joined by the writer of the film, Greg Wiseman, and voice actor Zira Fazal, we were saying at the time that we were about to announce something very exciting, and that was the fact that we were doing an official watch-along with Warner Brothers, which happened uh, last Tuesday as I'm recording this, and so... Yeah, just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that joined in. There was quite a few people who tweeted along, shared pictures uh, from the film on what they were watching, what they were doing as they were watching it. It was all very, very cool. Lots of people to talk to. So hopefully we'll get to do that again for one of the future releases. But do not forget that Catwoman Hunted is available now on DVD and digital and Blu-ray where all good films are sold. And you can check out Max's review up on our website now. So as I was saying at the end of the last podcast, we were treated to a special screening of Sony Pictures Uncharted uh, last week, a couple of days before it released in the UK. As we exited that screening, uh, I was inundated with emails over the fact that Disney Plus has confirmed that the Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi series will premiere on Disney Plus on May the 25th. Many of us had expected it to arrive on May the 4th, but figured this was getting a little bit close now that we're in February, as that they hadn't announced a date just yet Pick at the same time, which teases Obi-Wan wandering the deserts of Tatooine. Uh, not much to, to gauge from this. It's quite clearly Ewan McGregor. He's got his kind of classic outfit on and he appears to be holding his lightsaber in his right hand as he's wandering the deserts. But really, that's all. The logo uh, art for the show seems to be uh, sand kind of blowing in the wind, which matches the artwork. You can see the twin Tatooine sons behind him in the sky. But that's really all that we can gauge from this at the moment. We know that the story begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Revenge of the Sith, where Obi-Wan Kenobi faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice Anakin Skywalker, who is the returning Hayden Christensen for this show. Uh, So that's kind of all we really know at this point. Starring alongside McGregor in this show, uh, as I just said, is Hayden Christensen, who returns as Darth Vader. They'll be joined by Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie Pierce, Kumail Nanjiani, Indira Varma, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sun Kang, Simone Kessel and Benny Safdie. It's executive produced by Kathleen Kennedy, Michael Rizwan, Deborah Chow, Ewan McGregor and Joby Harold. That's really all we know. There's no trailer at this point, but one will be coming probably very, very soon. And I would imagine we'll get a special look on May the 4th just before the series launches. But stay tuned to the website for more news on this one. We'll be following it very, very closely because this is probably going to be one of the most exciting Star Wars series to come from Disney+. Plus. Today we also got a very special look at Marvel Studios Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness with a brand new trailer and also a TV spot which has not widely been released which dropped during last night's Super Bowl in America. The new trailer gives us a hell of a lot more to go on as to what's happening in this film which is basically that this is a live action version of uh, the What If animated series which is available to stream now on Disney+. There is so much going on here. There are dinosaurs, there are mutants, there are illusions. There's its just so much to unpack. We get to see uh, what is most likely going to be the return of Patrick Stewart as Professor X. We hear the dialogue from him, but we only really get to see the corner of what is most likely his chair and kind of the side of his jawline. So it's not 100% confirmed yet, but it is most definitely his voice. Aside from that, there are plenty of new looks of various different versions of Doctor Strange in action. There is the the classic Strange that we, I was about to say we've grown up with, that we've gotten used to in the MCU. There is the new version who is in kind of a sort of warrior-like armour, which uh, the action figures are available now, so you might have seen them in stores. There's also a zombie Doctor Strange, so we're doing a live-action version of Marvel Zombies. There's also a zombie wonder, if you look very carefully as well. There's also a very interesting version of Strange who's kind of blocky and, and falling between universes and kind of shifting between different versions. So There's so much to see. Not to also mention that there's uh, variant versions of Captain Marvel, which looks to be Teona Paris as Monica Rambeau. There's different versions of Wanda. There's also America Chavez who's thrown in there as well as her introduction to the MCU. If you want to check out the full trailer, head over to our website. We've also got over 40 exclusive high-res stills for you to kind of dive deep on some of those bigger moments on the trailer to try and unpack exactly what's going on. Either way, it looks absolutely outstanding. One of the key things that we've noticed is uh, in that first trailer, there was the scene where Strange goes to visit Wanda and she appears to be kind of outside in some sprawling gardens. And actually, if you watch this trailer closely, there are shots of that, but there are also shots of Strange in the same outfit and Wanda in her new costume in a much sort of angrier, deader looking landscape that's very, very red. All the lighting is red, but it seems to be that maybe the pleasant conversation between the two of them might happen to be an illusion, or perhaps we're going to reflect that at the beginning, perhaps Strange is seen as the villain for breaking the multiverse, and at the end, maybe Wanda is the villain for... A line that she speaks in the trailer where she says how interesting it is that Strange does Strange bends the rules and he is a hero. She bends the rules and she becomes a villain. So I think we're definitely teeing up a Strange versus Wanda confrontation in this film. But it's going to be very, very exciting. That one's coming to cinemas on May the 6th. You will also want to pay very close attention to the new poster, which is available on our website as well. That teases some of the variants that are going to be in this film. If you look very carefully in the bottom right-hand corner, you might just notice a not-quite-Captain-America-type shield, which has ties to a certain character from What If, who has been long-rumoured to make their live-action debut in this film. So I think that's... We can probably take this as confirmation that we're going to be seeing Captain Carter slash Captain Britain, Haley Atwell returning for this film as well, which is very, very exciting. As I just said, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is directed by Sam Raimi, is coming to cinemas on May the sixth, twenty twenty-two. Don't forget that if you're looking to get more out of the Get Your Comic Con podcast, you can now subscribe to us via Patreon. Subscribers get twenty-four hours early access to most of our podcasts, as well as exclusive episodes, bonus videos, and extra content. You can sign up now at Patreon.com forward slash Get Your Comic Con. So as I said at the top of this podcast, we've got just one review this week, which is for Sony Pictures Uncharted, which is in UK cinemas now and comes to cinemas in the US on February the 18th. It's directed by Ruben Fleischer, who you will know from the first Venom film. It's also written by Rafe Judkins, which many of you will know as the writer and executive producer and showrunner of Prime Video's Wheel of Time. It stars Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, Mark Wahlberg as Victor Sully Sullivan, and co stars Antonio Banderas, Sophia Ali, and Tati Gabriel. So, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, we had uh, the chance to see this film a couple of days before it released in UK cinemas, thanks to Sony. A huge thank you from us to them for allowing us to see this movie early. I was not quite sure what to expect from this one because I recently started playing the Uncharted games now that I own a PlayStation. They're PlayStation only games for anybody that's not aware of the kind of history of the source material. And, uh, I have not owned a PlayStation before PS5 so this has been my first chance to play Uncharted so I just finished the first game so I have a vague idea of what to expect from the franchise but wasn't really sure what to expect from the film. You've seen me playing the game I think?
1: Uh, Maybe?
0: There was a cave, some zombie-ish type creatures in a cave that I was trying to escape from. I died a lot, kept repeating. I'm sure you're in the room for it. what were you, I don't know if we've even talked about trailers or anything on this podcast before. What, was, what were your thoughts on this before kind of seeing it?
1: Uh, Lara Croft, but a
0: man. Yeah, it did make me kind of want to go back and watch Angelina Jolie's original Tomb Raider movie. Um, I really had a craving for it. It's that kind of Indiana Jones-style action-adventure movie. What did you think? What were your thoughts on this?
1: Lara Croft, but a man.
0: <laughs> so it's still your thoughts on it, even afterwards. Okay. Uh, what do okay? I, this is difficult because I can give it from an opinion of someone who kind of knows the games a bit, and you can give it from the opinion of someone who doesn't really have any preconceived ideas about what to expect based on source material. Uh, for me, I felt like Tom Holland was just Tom Holland.
1: Did you get that? Yeah, it was very Tom Holland.
0: Yeah, which very
1: Spider-Man in his poses.
0: Yeah, and uh, he was kind of parkouring his way around Spain, which felt quite sort of spider ish as well. Uh, i didn't feel like he was very nathan drake but then they've kind of aged him down and i know he is a little bit younger in one of the later games they do so the the storyline of the film uh the the backstory with with his brother is from the fourth game the fourth game adds that as a subplot and then the the plane sequence where he gets flung out the plane is actually a scene from the third game apparently so there's the there, there was actual sort of story points from the games brought into the film um so I don't really know. Maybe he's a bit more reflective of the version of of Nathan Drake who's in that fourth game. But I I really felt like it was Tom Holland playing Tom Holland, which is not a bad thing. But I feel like some real diehard fans of the Uncharted game franchise will struggle with Tom Holland being Tom Holland, not being more Nathan Drakey. But what was so? Did you enjoy him as himself in this film?
1: That a really weird question. Did you enjoy Tom Holland? <laughs>
0: No, I mean, without the preconceived kind of idea of what the character's like from the games, how did you find the character in the film?
1: Um, It was all right. It was Lara Croft, but... (laughs) With a man. With a man.
0: Is that going to be your line all the way through this?
1: Well, no, I mean, it's just what it is, really. I mean, he did a bit of relic hunting, like that, relic hunters. (laughs) Um, He did a bit of action. He took his top off. A lot. A
0: lot, which was a bit weird. They really went there with taking the top off. Um, he was in a boat. The boat was flying. Yeah, and then we were done. Bit of Pirates of the Caribbean esque music. Yeah. Well, what about his relationship with Mark Wahlberg's character then? Do you feel that they were a good pairing together?
1: I don't know. I didn't really like them together. No, no. Why not? I don't know. I just felt I don't know.
0: I, I didn't buy it. Okay, well, that's fine. And you know, you don't need to apologise for your opinions here. I thought they had relatively good chemistry. But I did feel a lot of that was down to the writing. I thought the dialogue between the two of them was quite well written, so it at least made it quite sparky. They seem to sort of bounce off each other quite well. But then they spend a lot of the film maybe in the same scene, but not necessarily together. So like the sequence at the, um, the auction, they're basically separate after arriving. And that's quite good dialogue between the two of them, but it's all over the headset. And then... Again, a lot of the pirate sequence is Sully flying the helicopter and Nathan Drake on the boat. So they were almost better when they were working separated from each other but just talking over comms than when they were maybe actually sort of physically together in a scene.
1: Yeah, it's quite obvious though. He's a bad guy, don't trust him. Oh, he's a good guy, really. He's a
0: good guy, really. Which is, I mean, that is not hugely far removed from what Sully is in the, in the game. Even in the first game that I've just finished, you, you still aren't sure... He is kind of a nice guy, but he is also kind of hard to trust at the same time. So that, I mean, it kind of works in that respect. What about all of the kind of globe trotting action? Did all of that work for you? Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure that was a convinced...
1: Well, not I like a bit of globe trotting action. Very uh, good. enjoyed Spy.
0: <laughs> Slightly different movie, but yeah. Well, I don't
1: know, I mean... Similar plot level,
0: similar, similar plot level, indeed. Yeah, so I'm trying to remember where we went with this. Where did we go? We went to we obviously started out in New York, went to Barcelona, went yes, went to Barcelona, and then they ended up uh in Asia, didn't they? Um, where they were doing a lot of the boat stuff, Philippines, the Philippines. That was it. Although I think quite a lot of it was still actually shot sort of in Spain and off the Spanish coast. And Barcelona, so I think that was Barcelona, the Philippines, Barcelona. Barcelona yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought it it worked to me regardless. I thought it's nice when you have that kind of darting across the map sort of scenario. It makes it feel a bit more exciting, a bit more global. feels like there's a bigger scale to the story when you're not just doing something in one place. I did think the the sequences in Barcelona when they were, again, separated. So they were uh, below ground. Chloe, is it Chloe? Yeah. And um, Nathan were below ground and Sully was above ground with the two different keys. I thought there was a lot of thought put into tying some of those sequences together well and tracking what was happening above ground with what was below ground.
1: Yeah. I didn't, I don't understand that. Oh really? What didn't you understand? Well, they went on some like weird mystical tour underground and then, so there was just like, Oh, they're there. (laughs) Let me just open this sewer grate that's been here for all this time.
0: Yeah. They they did end up very close together in, in that, um, in the square at the end. It was. I like the way they tied in some stuff though like the passageways had obviously been discovered which no one had ever expected them to be and some of the underground area had been excavated and turned into a club because, what, I mean, pirates hundreds of years ago obviously didn't quite realise that at some point in the future underground tunnels might be excavated and used for something so I, I thought that kind of made sense and added some diversity to the whole sequence not as hugely keen on the massive product placement from Papa John's.
1: I do like a Papa John's, though.
0: It, do you know what it reminded me of? Can you guess what it reminded me of? Tomb Raider. No. Think product placement. It reminded me of Krispy Kreme in the Power Rangers movie from
1: 2017. Oh, I didn't get
0: that. That <laughs> was just what it made me think of. You know how they were... They even had Rita Repulsa going into a Krispy Kreme and saying the word Krispy Kreme. That's just what it made me think of. I mean, it was a good fight sequence, but I was just a bit like... Does it, did we need to point out that it was a fight sequence in a Papa John's? <laughs> Could we not have just had a like, couldn't there have just been a, a pizza restaurant or did it? Did we even have to name the restaurant?
1: Could have been a paella restaurant?
0: Presumably there'll be a menu dropping through the door any day now that'll tell you about the Papa John's uncharted pizza because I'm sure there's. there's got to be some buyback there somewhere.
1: I do like the garlic sauce though.
0: <laughs> Don't get distracted. Um trying to think if there's any other major plot points i don't want to spoil too much as it's only been in cinemas for a couple of days and obviously is not out in the u.s yet um so definitely don't want to spoil it too much for any um any of the u.s listeners did you feel in the end then without kind of giving too much away about the ending did you feel that it tied things up were you satisfied by the ending
1: i mean it, it ended how i thought those types of films would end
0: yeah everyone lives happily ever after sort of yeah But then teases for more. So there was... There's kind of sort of two scenes. There is a... Kind of the story ends. It says Uncharted. And then there's a scene that is definitely a plot point which can pick up in a future movie. And then you get the stylized credits. And then there's a mid credit scene. And that's it. I think it was maybe a bit ambitious for them to really start teasing more to come.
1: I mean, it's wishful thinking.
0: It is wishful thinking. I don't even know. I think it it topped the international... Box office. Obviously, it's not out in America yet, so there's no American box office numbers. But and they, you don't tend to get reporting as much on the international numbers. It's what's number one in America, what's number one globally. But certainly, in terms of the box office this weekend, whilst Death in the Nile has taken the number one slot in America, it was mentioned in a couple of news stories that internationally Uncharted is number one. So it's it's certainly done relatively good business. Talking to people who saw it here at the weekend, a lot of them said it was really full of Tom Holland fans which is fair enough. So this, what you maybe don't know about this film, it's been in development since 2008. Wow. And was it's Tom Holland through... even born in 2008. No, it's gone through multiple directors and multiple different casts. So at one point, like Nathan Fillion from Firefly was going to be Nathan Drake. And he was kind of people's top fan casting for the role. Cause at the time he was a similar age to Nathan in the games, Nathan Drake, Nathan Fillion. Yep. Getting that right. Um, and even at one point, Nolan North, who is the, the voice actor who voices him in the games, who turns up on the beach scene, um, was kind of a fan cast to have played him, because they do kind of look alike in a way. So, it, I mean, they're all now, in theory... Well, I mean, they're far too old to play this version of Nathan Drake, but they're almost too old to play a version from the games as well. So it's been it's been knocking around and in development for a very, very long time, uh, kind of 12, 13 years before cameras were even rolled on it. So it's... Not been an easy ride to the big screen, and I'm just not sure that it's quite going to fully land in the way that they hoped that it would. What about visual effects and stuff like that? Do you feel like this was blockbustery enough? Was it a bit cheap-looking? Do you think it kind of hits the level of Hollywood blockbuster in terms of visual effects and stuff that were there?
1: A lot of questions.
0: Sorry, let's boil it down. Were the visual effects good enough for you?
1: I think so. I mean, that a flying boat.
0: They did I thought the boats looked really good. My only concern was actually the plane scene. So there was a point during the plane scene where you were kind of tracking on Nathan as he was falling through the clouds and he was quite rubbery. Yeah, it was. A there bit. was uh there was a scene we veering slightly into spoiler territory, but there is also the shot where the car has fallen out of the plane and they're kind of holding on to the car for dear life and you could see that the faces were mapped on to either CGI bodies or stunt doubles. So there was a couple of scenes where it was a little bit shaky for me, but I thought overall it was very, very good. I don't actually know what the budget was, so I'm going to Google it right now. So if you want to fill for time, go for it.
1: Um, oh, what should I do? Sing? I don't know, sing. I've
0: Googled it now. It was $120 million. Oh, okay. I sing. So, uh, But I mean,
1: can you really lift up a bolt and a net? Is I... she that strong?
0: <laughs> I was going to say, you'd have to ask a net. Um, presumably, I mean, if, it's, it, if it was a strong enough it's
1: thousands of years old.
0: Yeah, I mean it's dried out so it's not like it was it wasn't in water so it was not like it was kind of soaking up. It was all dry wood but I mean it was also full of gold which is in theory quite heavy.
1: Yeah, and then you're like oh, throwing that about the place oh, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah,
0: I, I, it might have been a bit fantastical but I'm sure there's some science behind it.
1: Imagine the Cutty Sark flying about Greenwich.
0: Well, I mean that was lifted up to, to the point where it is now. It was probably lifted up on a crane rather than a helicopter.
1: Well, that's not the same one not burnt down. <laughs>
0: wildly off beast. Uh I, there's one thing that we've not talked about. Uh, I was going to talk about casting, but before I get there, what about the the guy with the Scottish accent?
1: Well, I suppose this is not a metal, but it's not the Titanic, is it?
0: Oh, back on back on Oh, was track. he
1: really Scottish?
0: I'm going to look now and see if he was really Scottish for you, but they obviously spent some time laughing at the fact that he was Scottish and they couldn't understand what he was talking about. So, how did no. that did that um how did, did that sit with you?
1: Did you understand what he was talking about?
0: Uh I felt like he was hamming it up and making it sound ineligible he was, he was unintelligible is the word I'm looking for he was going uh, for it yeah uh, he is from Leeds oh he was born in Leeds I'm afraid oh dear so he was not Scottish that was a fake Scottish accent not a bad one though
1: Scottish actors for Scottish roles Scottish
0: actors for Scottish roles so on that note casting what did you think about supporting cast Um what do you think about uh, Tati Gabriel from um, Sabrina Netflix's Sabrina do you think she was a good villainess yes okay i thought she handled her fight scenes very well yes she was very fighty yeah and she i mean she gets a bit of that i suppose in sabrina she was good in that as well
1: she was a jewel wielding jewel wielder of swords yeah
0: she was so i thought she handled it really well here i wasn't sure that she quite had the chops to be the main villain which is why i was surprised about the kind of bait and switch they did in terms of villains uh, antonio banderas i would say just underused really
1: yeah it was antonio banderas though, wasn't he? but
0: at the same time there is so he is obviously part of the bait and switch and there is um there is an argument there that they they did what you might think of as an as being an obvious character who is an obvious villain and then switching that out so i guess there's something unique about the film in that respect and then um there is uh the who i'm um, going to feel terrible now because i've just forgotten her name which means i'm rushing back to imdb again for uh, sophia ali as chloe so was she american or was she british or was she australian oh i couldn't cope with that so <laughs> i feel terrible saying this because you know i don't like to just out and out criticize something but her accent was abysmal i thought she was australian and she was australian trying to do british sometimes when you are Australian and you try to do British it's very easy to walt- kind of waltz back from one to the other so colour me shocked when I realised she was born in San Diego and is American so I don't I don't actually know whether she was trying to do English or Australian Was your character from the game? She's not from a game that I had seen um, I'm going to google it quickly while we're talking so she's from Uncharted 2 by the look of it she is a character from Uncharted 2, so I'll be getting her in the next game. Uh, doesn't say in this quick bio where she's from, but she is a character from the game. I'm going to pause this recording and listen to her voice in the game. So she's a right cockney lass in the game. I was going to say, you just went, alright, Gavna. Yeah.
1: Not Australian.
0: No, so she was American trying to do British. No. 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 She was American trying to do British. And ended up in Australia. That happens quite a lot, to be fair.
1: No, no I can't do it.
0: I do you feel bad, because I hate to criticise, but it just... I, I feel like the character of Chloe was a good foil for both Nathan and Sully. So she fits into the film well. Her accent is just terrible.
1: Well, I mean, accents are hard. I mean, you try to do British, you do Australian, you are trying to do Italian, you sound Russian... It's just really difficult.
0: Yeah, just look at House of Gucci, which neither of us have seen, but uh, the trailer was enough for me to believe that no, no one in that film was actually Italian, and they were all Russian. But there we go. Maybe they were in a hurry. My (laughs) my last point before uh, we sign off on Uncharted Uh, score, Ramin Djawadi from Game of Thrones. I felt like it was a bit of a swing and a miss for him. It was. I remembered one theme for a good hour or two after we left the cinema, and I can't remember any of it now, which is really sad. Because Game of Thrones is an epic score, and most of his work, I think, is epic and brilliant, but this just didn't land for me. I don't remember any of it, to be honest. No, sad. So, would you recommend Uncharted? I'd say
1: why not? It's a good action rump.
0: It's an, in, it's an enjoyable watch. I don't necessarily feel like I need to see it again, but I don't feel like I wasted two hours of my time. So I think that's, that's a positive. As I said at the top of this, Uncharted is in UK cinemas now and comes to US cinemas on February the 18th. And that about wraps things up for episode 69 of the Get Your Comic Con podcast. And Valentine's as well. On Valentine's Day. We're recording it on Valentine's Day. Uh, So when we are back in two weeks' time... (laughs) Can you hear the nerves in my voice? When we're back in two weeks' time, it will uh, be the 2nd of March, which means that Batman will be releasing in the week that we release... Which means we will only be talking about one thing in the next episode. The Batman.
1: Oh, they're going to say Picard.
0: And, well, to be fair, we will have also watched Picard. So maybe we'll try and shoehorn him into. Uh, so.
1: <laughs> Wait, he's an old man. I'm going to be gentle with him.
0: We still have not seen The Batman. Thank you to those of you who ask me on a daily basis if I've seen it. And if I can tell you spoilers, I can't. Uh, I don't know when I'm seeing it yet. We still don't entirely know what we're doing for it yet. We have an idea. I don't want to talk about it because I'll jinx it. All I will say is in two weeks' time we will be a very bat-centric podcast with maybe a little bit of Picard.
1: Well, I can announce that I'll be seeing it on the 4th of March.
0: Well, you might. Well, we'll definitely... No, you won't. we are booked into it on the 3rd. Are we? Yeah. Oh, It releases on the 4th but I've booked us into a preview IMAX on the 3rd and oh, then yes. I've booked us into Super Screen on the 5th. That's exciting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Well, ignore have... me. You may have seen it before then. I don't know. Anyway, uh, until next time, stay safe, stay well and thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.